Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and ADHD. -er. If you're looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, then you've come to the right place. So here we go. Let's get sensory. Sensory family, and welcome back to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. So, we are officially halfway through of our sensory challenge. It is day three. And so, we really spent the beginning, the first two days, focusing on the connection between sensory anxiety and self esteem. Three things that are extremely interrelated and really play such an important role when it comes to sensory therapy and living a sensory lifestyle. And it's really one part of the puzzle piece, actually, like a huge part of the puzzle piece that often gets left out of sensory therapy. And today I want to focus more so on those other important parts of sensory therapy and living a sensory lifestyle. I want to talk about the other things that no one really talks about or the things that we are or at least not talking about nearly enough because these are other things that are so, so, so important. And so today I want to talk about the five important mindset sensory shifts to make. So the five mindsets or five sensory beliefs to hold that will up-level and transform your child's sensory lifestyle, which consequently is then going to strengthen their senses and their nervous system, which will of course then have positive benefits on all areas of your child's life. And so I'm going to just call these the five main beliefs to improve your child's sensory journey. So we will start with belief number one, and I really hope I don't sneeze during this. I apologize in advance if I do. It is um, officially spring, and so with that comes pollen, and my allergies have been really, really bad the last this last week. Um, my allergies kicked in. So anyways, back to belief number one, and that is that parents are the sensory expert. And so by this, what I mean is it goes, number one, the most important at the pyramid is parents. And then the second most important when it comes to sensory therapy and everything is kids. And then the third most important on that sensory pyramid is therapists and the rest of your child's team. So bear with me. Um, this is all going to make sense in just a couple minutes. So right now in the traditional occupational therapy model, what tends to happen is if you're lucky to have access to occupational therapy services for your child, you send them to receive help from a therapist um, usually each week and you send them to receive services for maybe an hour, maybe it's in school and they just get 30 minutes a week. And so um, usually, you know, it's just one hour, a tiny bit of time. And then of the 168 hours in a week, I think that's the number, don't quote me on that. But the therapist, because of the way the system's set up, is in a way the number one most important because they have all that knowledge, they have all the power, and which I want to be clear that I'm absolutely not bashing occupational therapy or saying this is bad or blaming therapists because this is just simply the way that the system is set up right now. Although thankfully it is changing thanks to lots of parents advocating and lots of parent parents empower them empowering themselves like you, like the fact that you're just listening to this podcast already. Um, so trying to learn as much as you can, even largely thanks to social media for just helping connect parents and therapists and really helping get the word out on how powerful and how important sensory therapy is. So back to what I was saying though. So therapists, um, because of this, the way that things are set up right now are at the top 
and then kids and then parents. And this is largely because there is this unspoken idea that parents can't do what OTs do or can't become sensory experts. And I quote one of the top pediatric occupational therapists, something that they said to me, and this is word for word verbatim, it is actually not possible for parents to learn how to do what pediatric OTs do without the years of schooling and hopefully hundreds and hundreds of hours of continuing education. And yes, we can teach them to carry out a home program quite well, but no, it's not the same as what a highly skilled professionally does. Um, We can teach a parent to enrich a child's sensory world, but no, you're not teaching them to, for example, integrate visual and vestibular input. And this does not, this does take education and lots of experience to master. So that is what another pediatric occupational therapist said to me. And I just want to be clear. I believe that that belief is so, so, so dangerous for so many reasons because it prevents parents from learning sensory therapy and incorporating it into their child's routine. And any of my program graduates will first off tell you how to integrate or um, how to integrate, like she mentioned, visual and vestibular. It's something I teach. That's something that parents absolutely can learn what to do or how to do and what I prefer to call strengthening rather than integrating. So I think it's easier to understand um, just because I'm all about making things straightforward and easier to understand. But this belief, again, is just so dangerous because it prevents parents from thinking that they can help their child through learning as much as they can about sensory therapy, what I believe to be is one of the most powerful therapeutic and healing modalities, which goes and then affects the kids. This belief affects the kids because they go from um, only the ones, really, if they're the kids who are lucky enough to have access to OTs, so then again, just one hour, maybe 30 minutes a week. Maybe if you're really one of the very, very, very small percentage of kids that get that intensive center sensory therapy. Um, so of having that sensory strengthening then com- in, or incorporated into their daily routine where they could be constantly strengthening their senses and nervous system on a daily basis with parents who are there with them 24-7. It's simple. Really, what sounds better to you? one hour a week or seven days a week, just naturally in your daily routine. So just imagine the progress so many kids could have. So just to be clear on two things really quick, so I don't get too many upset emails from this. Um, So number one, I'm absolutely not saying to quit your child's occupational therapy services or to not get services or try to get services for your child. Pediatric occupational therapists are of course so incredibly knowledgeable and lots of them have you know access to lots of fancy sensory equipment which is so amazing and so beneficial for kids and two i am also not saying that you might be just as knowledgeable as you know like lucy j miller another big sensory ot the founder of the SART institute who is probably one of my top three OTs that I personally look up to and admire. She's just incredible. But what I am saying is that parents are absolutely qualified to learn sensory therapy. That should really always be the goal as therapists to teach parents to the absolute best of our ability because by empowering parents and making them the number one most important um, at that top of that sensory model, you know, like I was saying, that has a much more powerful and healing effect on kids. Plus, parents, you know, you know your kids better than anyone else. So when you learn sensory therapy, you are able to apply it in ways that no one else can. And so again, belief number one, parents are fully capable and should be 
the in my version of the sensory model that number one at the top and so which brings us to belief number two our nervous systems are the most important things and i've said this a lot of times if you follow me on instagram but just to make sure you really understand what i mean sensory there are sensory processing our nervous system it's more important than math it's more important than reading. It's more important than spelling. It's more important than communicating and talking. It's more important than everything. And why it's more important than why it's most important is because our nervous system state impacts everything. All of those things I just list, listed is impacted by the state of our nervous systems. So then again, it goes, our nervous system in, even impacts our diet and impacts our sleep. It impacts our breathing. It impacts everything. And what a big part of our nervous system, our senses, as you likely guessed. So our nervous system impacts how we do everything and anything. When we are able to strengthen our senses and strengthen our kids' nervous system, it positively and benefit um, positively benefits and strengthens everything else. It positively benefits kids' happiness, their peace, their inner peace, their mental health, everything and anything. So really quick, I know you are prioritizing your child's sense and nervous systems already simply because you're already here and you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to the Let's Get Sensory podcast, which is so, so, so amazing for your child. You have no idea. It's truly one of the greatest gifts you can give your kids by learning and advocating for their sensory needs. And I want to put the emphasis on the advocating on their sensory needs because that is something I'm going to be doing lots of podcasts on just because that is another so, so, so important puzzle piece to living a sensory lifestyle. And also just simply learning how to put kids nervous system first. So in case you need um, just a little encouragement, I give you permission to put your child's nervous system first. So when it, for example, when it comes to, you know, asking their teacher for sensory accommodations, or I also give you permission to, you know, ask your doctor over and over and over again to listen to your concerns about your child's nervous systems, whatever you need to do to put your child's nervous system first. So, which brings us to belief number three, which is to listen to your own senses, listen to your own intuition, listen to your, that parent intuition, listen to your gut. If you feel in your gut something, listen to it. Listen to that little quiet voice in the back of your head. Let it out too. Don't hold on to it. Find a support group or someone supportive that will listen and let them know what your gut is telling you and what your parent intuition is telling you and let them know your concerns and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask lots of questions. Don't hold it in. Parent intuition is so incredibly real. This is something time and time and time after again, I'm just reminded just how powerful parent intuition is. And I am sure you have heard lots of stories about, you know, parent intuition and just how, you know, how strong parent intuition is. And so just a reminder, that little voice is so, so, so important, which actually ties us to belief number four. And this is a big one. I mean, they're all super important, but this one might actually be the top most important. And that is that your nervous system is just as important as your child's. So I'm going to repeat this again because I have a feeling a lot of you are going to try to brush this off. So your nervous system is just as important as your child's. 
the amount of effort you are putting into your child's nervous system, you should be putting equally that same amount of effort into supporting your own nervous system. So remember earlier how I said your nervous system impacts everything we do. Well, same for you. The state of your nervous system impacts everything you do. And it's such an important part of helping your child regulate that co-regulation piece. So because kids, especially sensory kids, really, really feed off of our energies and other people's energies and their nervous system states. So by nourishing your own nervous system, you are also nourishing your child's nervous system at the same time. So this is why in Sensory Life Academy, and don't forget, doors close Friday, April 1st. And so this is why this is half the program is learning is that emotional support for you and learning how to support your own nervous system because it it is that important. So alongside while we are doing that intensive but also very easy and practical sensory healing for your child, you are also going to be receiving that same emotional nervous system support for yourself in the program. So don't forget to sign up for that um, before Friday when doors close. And so just never forget this one. And maybe move this one to the top, write this down somewhere, maybe on your mirror somewhere so you don't forget it. And so last but absolutely not least is belief number five, and that is to live a sensory lifestyle. Sensory therapy is so much more than simply doing therapy sessions. To get the maximum benefits, you really need to make it a lifestyle for you and your child. Remember number four your nervous system and your senses matter too. And that is when the magic and transformation happens. Learning how to live and create a sensory lifestyle personalized to your needs and to your child's needs is so powerful and healing and beautiful and just creates so much more peace for you, your child, and your entire family and everyone around you, every other person in your life. It is really the most empowering thing, learning about our senses, your senses, your child's senses, and our nervous systems. It is why I do what I do to try to just empower families to experience that same sensory magic that saved my own life and changed my life and the same effect that I see, you know, the change on so many other kids' lives that I work with. So start today creating and living your sensory lifestyle. And maybe you're looking for a little guidance, which is why I created Sensory Life Academy and there's other programs out there and to just help you to create a beautiful online sanctuary and course experience to learn sensory therapy and gain a deep understanding of our nervous system and how to support you and your child's nervous system. And I could not be more excited for this round. We are going deeper than ever before and it's going to truly just be a life-changing and special and transformative experience. So don't forget, doors close Friday, April 1st, and there are just no words to explain just how excited I am for this round. And so again, this is, um, in case you're not super familiar, this is my three-month program where I guide and support parents through creating a sensory lifestyle for their kids. And I guide you and give you everything you need to know. So three months of intensive but super practical made for a super busy schedule. So home therapy for deep sensory nervous system healing um, to help regulate their nervous system, to help with sensory challenges, hyperactivity, attention, impulsivity, anxiety, self-esteem, and so much more. And that's only half the program. So again, the other half is supporting you and your own emotional nervous system healing. 
And so, and also we um, have some surprise guest experts that will be in the course, like Britton, autism dietitian, and Molly, the autism consultant, and Tequila from Sensory Superpowers, and more that will be joining us inside Sensory Life Academy. So you can visit the link in the show notes to sign up today and hope to see you inside the course. And thank you so much for joining me today and um, for being here for day three of the Sensory Challenge. And so be sure to come back tomorrow for day four. I love you guys and I'll see you tomorrow.